Lecture topic. Shaitan's trap into darkness. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. الله ولي الذين آمنوا يخرجهم من الله ولي الذين آمنوا يخرجهم من الظلمات إلى النور والذين كفروا أولياءهم الطاغوت يخرجونهم من النور إلى الظلمات أولئك أصحاب النار هم فيها خالدون <coughs> Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters. Everything that we do, so a great part of it depends on light. And if there is light, then we are able to do those things. If it is not, that if light is not available, it's in total darkness, then we are lost. A person wants to walk somewhere and it's total darkness, he is completely lost. He doesn't know where to turn, what to do. You might think that, well, a blind person manages to make his way around, but that is what he is now accustomed to. Take him and put him in a place that he is totally unfamiliar with, he is lost also. So it is not that the darkness was not a problem, it's just that the person learned how to navigate his way in a specific place. Otherwise, in principle, the darkness becomes a barrier and as a result of the darkness he cannot make his way so he needs to get to a destination so can we imagine a person now driving and it has just become totally dark and there's no lights at all in the car in the vehicle nothing it's complete darkness now he's on this road now he needs to travel to a certain point and a certain destination and now how far is this car going to go has anybody ever tried traveling with the lights off on a very dark night, in a very dark place, not a single star shining, no moonlight, and no torch light, and no light. And now he's been told that you must go to a certain place. How far will he go? He's probably just maybe a few meters down the road and he's going to f- knock into something. He's going to fall into a ditch. Something or the other is going to be a major problem. So in the darkness he can get nowhere. And if supposing he has light, he might not even have a car, but he is able to walk, and the light he will be able to find his way and get somewhere. So numerous things in day-to-day life we do, we totally depend on light. Somebody needs to do their cooking, And now suddenly the power has gone, it's load shedding. Now it's dark at night, it's after Isha sometime, somebody is doing some cooking at that time. Now they still have to 
prepare the ingredients and do various things and then uh, so now they want to do all the things in complete darkness chop some things and slice some things and clean some things there's going to be some chopped fingers in the process there's going to be some other drama and there's it's very far-fetched that that food is going to come anywhere close to getting cooked because of the darkness. So darkness is a very, very great barrier. It prevents a person from seeing what's to be done, from seeing where to go, from feeling comfortable also. It prevents that. When a person now suddenly there's load shedding and everything is in darkness, nobody feels very comfortable, settled. doesn't matter now if the light is not there and it's complete darkness or what. Immediately the person is looking for the emergency lights, is putting on some lamp, is putting on something else in order to create some light, to bring in some light, so that now the, at least you have some uh, degree of visibility, you can see what's where. So nobody feels comfortable in total darkness. Rather the person is looking for some light. And when there's light, then it is a comfortable feeling, because the person can see everything around, he can see who's around, whether there's somebody that is a danger to him, or it's somebody that's a source of protection and comfort for him. He can easily see that in light. In darkness, he has no idea. Somebody's approaching him with a weapon, somebody's about to stab him, he's got no idea, he's in darkness. When it's too late now, he realizes what happened. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. <coughs> so this is all just... These are day-to-day examples which we can identify with very easily. We understand them very simply. The same thing applies on a spiritual level. The principle is even more applicable spiritually. And in order to make us very conscious of this, in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, Allahu waliyul ladheena amanu yukhrijuhum min al-dhulumati ila nur Allah Ta'ala is the friend and the guardian of the believers. Allah Ta'ala brings them out of darknesses. In a dhulumat. Out of darknesses. Ila nur. To the light. Darknesses, the word zulumat has been used in the plural. Darknesses. And ila nur. Nur, light, is singular. There is only one source of nur, and there is only one nur, which is the nur of hidayat. The nur of hidayat, which is from the Quran and Sunnah, which Allah Ta'ala has revealed in the Quran Sharif and sent through Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that is the nur of deen, the nur of iman. These are all descriptions of the same nur. They are all different names. Describing one and the same thing, the nur of iman, the nur of hidayat, the nur of various other descriptions we give it, nur of Islam, the nur of the Quran Sharif, it's all the same nur, it's one and the same nur. So the path of guidance is only one. And the zulumat, the darknesses are many. The darknesses are sometimes very obvious, the darknesses of blatant haram, for example, the darkness and the extreme darkness of, for example, gambling, of interest, the extreme haram of zina, of looking at filth and evil, 
of intermingling with non-mahrams and the darkness of not performing salah, the darkness of not obeying Allah's commands in general, these are all very clear things. And then sometimes it becomes a little bit subtle and not so obvious, but it is also a source of darkness. A simple example is what we discussed last week. person is thinking they're listening to Nar Sharif, they're listening to some Nasheed, but these Nasheeds are often inciting something else. And therefore the ideal and the best thing is to totally avoid all these fancy Nasheeds. And rather stick to the recitation of pious people. Sometimes what we hear, Allah knows best, but some of these Nasheeds are done like pop artists and by, done by people who have no link to deen themselves. They are far away from deen. This is not a generalization. We are talking about some of them are of this nature and this is what people who have under, known about it are, have explained. So how can there be any noor in that? We are talking about zulumat and noor. Now people themselves, after last week's talk, I received many emails saying that, look, I never thought about it this way, but I confess now that this is my problem. And this is what's definitely the situation. I'm feeling the same wrong feelings. And now what should I do? Somebody went one step beyond and they asked about, but I sometimes I think, and this is what I'm realizing, that little on Nasheeds and so on, when I listen to the recitation of Quran from some young Kari, and my mind is, or heart is not clear at that time. Now this is a very subtle thing. Now sometimes it's very clear this is a haram act. It's wrong to look at haram, to make ghibat, to lie, to backbite, to be engaged in so many other... That's a very clear wrong, and the darkness of that is clear and obvious. Meaning if a person has that much of understanding. Otherwise if a person has his eyes closed, he says, but it's not dark, it's just that I got my eyes closed. But then if you don't want to see what's going on, we'll never see it. So one is in that form, which is very clear cut. But then there are things which are subtle, which sometimes on the surface appear to be noor. But behind the surface it's zulumat. Now for example, that nasheed, the wordings might be right. So now it might appear on the surface that it is noor. But now how it is done, and by who it is done, and how it is listened to, and what feelings it's inciting, it has made it all zulumat. Not the wording itself, but the accompanying things have all become zulumat. So the net effect of that listening to such a thing becomes zulumat. But now, when a person gets caught up in darkness, what is the difficulty in this is, that over time, over time, the person then becomes accustomed to the darkness. And the person doesn't realize what is the value of light. person becomes actually accustomed to the darkness. But it doesn't mean that that's fine. Because in darkness you're going to keep slipping and falling. And in darkness you are going to be heading towards disaster. That car seems to be rolling fine, but it's just heading towards falling off the cliff. Because it's in darkness, the person has no idea that this is you know, seeming to be smooth sailing. But where is smooth sailing to? It's smooth sailing off the cliff just now. The difference is that in dunya, in the darkness of physical darkness of dunya, a person trips and falls, he immediately realizes where he fell. But dunya is a test. 
And spiritually, a person doesn't realize immediately sometimes where he's heading to, what he's doing. Now everything Allah Ta'ala says is surrounded between this, these two aspects, Noor and Zulumat. So Allah Ta'ala is the guardian of the believers. Allah Ta'ala brings them out of the Zulumat into the Noor, into the light. And on the other side, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا That the disbelievers, their friends are shaitan. And what does shaitan do? What is shaitan's job? يُخْرِجُونَهُمْ مِنَ النُّورِ إِلَى الظُّلُمَاتِ So shaitan's job and all the shayateen that are with him, their job is to take people out of noor towards the zulumat. So now in various different ways, painting a nice picture of things, making it sound very, very innocent, and get a person involved in so many different things, get a person involved in uh, haram, get a person involved in the guise of deen, in things that are wrong, get a person involved in customary things, and these customary things become so entrenched, that it then becomes like a part of, people make it such a part that it's now on the border of bid'at, and all kinds of things, these are things to be now, way it takes a person, it's obviously, some things are clear cut wrong, some things are subtle, but it's leading in the same direction. Now sometimes there's for example, some good occasion, there's some good occasion, but there's so many things that are now being done, which have got no link to it whatsoever. Now for example, there's a khatam of the Quran Sharif, now, there's a khatam of the Quran Sharif, subhanallah, there's a tremendously great thing. This is a very great na'mat of Allah Ta'ala. Somebody has completed Hivs. Somebody has completed, maybe even Nazara for that matter. Somebody has learned some further details of Deen. Now they've graduated as an Alim, as an Alima, whatever. So now this is an occasion, indeed an occasion of happiness. But now a function of some sort is held to now, well, celebrate this, fine. But then what goes on? Sometimes there's such intermingling taking place. The dressing is all of a different nature. It's there far away from the haya that shariat requires. Sometimes it's even now this kind of now, because it's now an, a, a dini gathering, so to say. So now these kind of nasheeds come in the picture. And sometimes it's even accompanied by some background sounds and so on, which are not in order. And sometimes there are some other customary things that all creep into the situation. And one thing leads to another. Now what, where's the link between all these things and the khatam of a Quran Sharif, or somebody graduating as an alim, or somebody graduating as an alima, or somebody having completed some other dini accomplishment? Where's the link between all this? Where, where is this being borrowed from? Now that emulation, that somebody else does it like this, they have music, we're going to have nasheed. Now what is this? This is just to emulate, it's coming, being borrowed from somewhere. These things don't come without the zulumat, because where it's being borrowed from? And who's the people that are the source of these things? Now some of these things are just taken for granted, because it is like so far from our minds, it sounds very strange, it sounds like this is something extreme, but where is it leading to those who are aware of how these things are unfolding would realize where it's leading to and what's going on. 
We need to become very, very conscious about all these things. So this was all, again just something that came in, just by the way, it was not part of the topic or really, it is part of the topic in a way, but not something that was planned. But nevertheless, Allah Ta'ala put barakat in whatever was said. The point that we meant to discuss was that there are these two concepts. Zulumat is the darknesses. <laughs> The darknesses of kufr, of bid'at, of shirk, of sin, of all kinds of sin and vice. All these things are darknesses. Obviously everything has its level of darkness. The worst level of darkness is of kufr and shirk. And then under it is bid'at. And then are all the vices and sins which are on categories as well. But it's all darkness. Allah Ta'ala is saying, Allah is the friend and guardian of the believers. Allah Ta'ala brings them out of all these darknesses into the one nur. The nur of the Quran and Sunnah, the nur of Iman, the nur of Hidayat. Now, what we understand from this is that Allah is the friend of the believers. So now, why? what, what we have to take from this is, we have to remain the friends of Allah. We have to become the friends of Allah. On a general note, Allah Ta'ala is the friend of every believer. That's why Allah gave him Iman. If that person was not the friend of Allah Ta'ala on a general note, he would have had no Iman. So there is one level of friendship, one level of contact. But then sometimes we become so far away because of our actions, because of our deeds, that it's like a, we've made ourselves like a very distant friend. And Allah forbid sometimes we become like an estranged friend. Now we become like estranged friends. Now how are we going to receive that rahmat and that uh, effect of that friendship? Now we want to be taken out of all these zulumat, all these darknesses. We want that special help and that special rahmat which keeps guiding us towards the noor. For that we have to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. And shaitan, what is his job and the shayateen? يُخْرِجُونَهُمْ مِنَ النُّورِ إِلَى الظُّلُمَاتِ They keep taking people out of the noor towards the zulumat, towards the darknesses. So what we understand from this is, the closer a person becomes to shaitan, the more he starts creating a friendship with shaitan, he is in deep danger. He is in a very great risk. Because now shaitan's job is to keep taking him out from whatever light they might be also towards darkness. So now first from the light of Faraiz, or maybe first coming from lower down, from the light of Nawafil, towards some Layani. Uh, he, mashallah, person was doing some Nawafil, Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, Tasbihat, Zikr, there was time for all these Amal. But now, the person started becoming a little bit close to Shaitan. So Shaitan brought in Layani, futility. See, now this is not haram. Is it haram to keep up with the news? So now to keep up with the news as a general statement, just on the surface, somebody asks one simple line, one question, is haram to keep up with the news? Meaning you're not looking at anything, you whatever, you're just keeping up with the news. So now, no mufti will just give a fatwa that no, it's haram to keep up with the news. Now there's a very generalized question. So a generalized question of that nature, you won't say it's haram. But now that, that shaitan's the seed. Shaitan planted that seed. But now the person, what news he's keeping up with? And what they are following? So I started off all, all the news feeds. 
So now somebody is feeding something. What they feeding Allah knows. Feeding mostly propaganda and a whole lot of deviation and much immorality and vice and what not else. So now they started off first on a very, very general note, so it was fine. Then he started getting into all these things. And now the person is now from news to news. Now he's watching in the process, Allah forbid what not. See, no, no, it's a news clip. But the news clip sometimes is a non-mahram there. That is the least. That there's a non-mahram. A person looking also. He said, no, it's a news clip. So if it was a news clip, it made it fine. But it's Zulumat now. Now the heart is getting darkened. The heart is getting engulfed in sin. So now something social media, this is coming and that is coming and Instagram and not Allah knows best what not goes on. No, no, well this is my cousin. The cousin's wedding now. You see something the cousin's posted about the wedding now. What is being watched there? How many things of zulumat? Now as these zulumats now start affecting the heart, so the tilawat now will get cut down. That will be hard, zikr, that will be out of the equation. Sometimes a whole day will pass. We wouldn't have recited Durud Sharif ten times. The whole day would have passed and we didn't recite Durud Sharif ten times. Istighfar we didn't make ten times. Nabi Wasallam in one sitting, in one sitting the Sahaba would count more than seventy times istighfar. He was masoom, sinless. He was giving us the stalim. One sitting more than 70 times. Now the whole day passed, we didn't make istighfar 10 times. We didn't recite, recite Duru Sharif 10 times. We should be reciting minimum 100 times each. Minimum. That's not the maximum, that's the minimum. Then tilawat of the Quran Sharif is already either gone or very little. Why? Because we got to follow up with so many other things. Now slowly all that zulumat crept up, so then all the nawafil went away. Now when the nawafil went away, so there was some light being generated by that as well. That light is gone to start off with. And on the other hand, these zulumat are now getting more and more. So now what next? Then the sunnats are gone. And then what next? Then the farais become haphazard. Because now I need to do this and I need to do that. All kinds of layani and futility and other things. And now because I was so caught up on the social media, now the time is so tight now for salah. So now haphazard furs. Now that haphazard furs sometimes get flung on the face with a curse. Now where it started off from the zulumat, because the nur started leaving and the zulumat started increasing. And now as the time went on, then now haram crept in. Now the person is getting into so many different vices and sin, and sin then now becomes easy for the person. Why? Because like attracts like. Now the heart is engulfed in darkness. And externally the sin is darkness. So the darkness attracts the darkness. So a person very easily falls into anything. Once upon a time, somebody, got, the person got, confront, <coughs> got confronted with something just by chance. And immediately the gaze was lowered. Immediately there was istighfar on the tongue. Astaghfirullah. There was some feeling of unease. that I, How could I? Though it was an accident, it was a mistake. But still on that mistake, there was an uneasy feeling. It was accidental, but there was an uneasy feeling. And there was istighfar. And there was some effort to try and clear the heart and clean the heart. Reciting some tasbih, etc. 
And now with the passing of time, now with the heart becoming engulfed in Zulumat, forget anything accidental, we're looking for it. We're looking for it, premeditating it, planning it, and then there's no remorse over it also. And it's like a passing thought that, okay, one day I'll repent. One day. Like we have guarantee for even the next moment. Now this is all the effect of Zulumat. That if a person is procrastinating, he's putting off Toba for a later time, that's the effect of Zulumat. Because that has become a barrier. Like a person in physical darkness can't see, the darkness becomes a barrier. He can't see where's the harm, where's the danger, where's the ditch that he's about to fall in, where's the cliff he's about to walk over, he can't see anything. Likewise, the Zulumat created darkness over the heart. Now when they create a darkness over the heart, the person can't see the harm of the sin. He can't see the harm of the evil that he's about to fall into. He can't see the harm of the disrespect. He can't see the harm of the immorality. He can't see the harm of so many things. Why? Because of darkness. Now everything has come down to these two aspects. One is the zulumat, which is the issue of the shayateen. They are dragging people out of nur towards the zulumat. Allah Ta'ala is giving us the guidance towards light. Allah Ta'ala is bringing the mu'mineen out towards light. From the darknesses towards the nur. Now the issue is where we want to place ourselves. In which direction? Which side? We want to come towards the light or we want to go towards the darknesses? If a person is genuinely concerned and wants to be moving towards the light, wants to come out of the darknesses, for that there is an effort required. وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا It's not going to happen by just a wish. It's not going to happen by just thinking about it. Allah Ta'ala says those who strive to acquire that nur, لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا We will guide them to the pathways that will bring them to the singular light. There's various different roads to get to the singular light. The light is one. The nur of hidayat, the nur of iman is one. But somebody might get there through salah. Obviously the faraiz are, there's no compromise on that. Somebody, the initial step that might become the means to get to the light might be some good kitab. Perhaps the person read something and it touched the heart. The person made toba and now moved towards hidayat. For somebody it might be some other avenue that brought the person to the hidayat. Allah Ta'ala will open the pathways of hidayat. And Allah Ta'ala will bring the person closer to Him and fill the heart with Noor. Now, to the extent that we keep doing A'mal of Noor, every Subhanallah creates Noor in the heart. Every Alhamdulillah creates Noor in the heart. Every Istighfar, every Durud Sharif, every Salah that the person performs, the Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, every good word we said to somebody, all this creates Noor. And on the opposite side, Ghibat will engulf the heart in darkness. Likewise, the person is talking some evil talk, some vulgarity, the person is doing something disrespectful, the person is going to places which are not in order, all this creates darkness and engulfs the heart in darkness. person might be outwardly doing something good, but the intention is wrong. We spoke about the nasheeds. Now the person is listening because they're getting some other enjoyment, haram feeling. That's not permissible. Now that's bringing darkness. So whatever is going to bring darkness, we have to stay far away from it. And what is going to be become a means of noor, that is what we have to adopt. 
the more a person brings light into the heart, the more a person will be comfortable within his heart. And the more a person will be comfortable with the amal of Noor. Now it will become very enjoyable to be reciting Quran Sharif. It will become very enjoyable to be making the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. To be in a gathering of good people, where there's good talk. And Allah forbid if there's darkness in the heart, then the person will crave the environments of darkness. Will crave the actions of darkness. Person will crave the company that takes towards darkness. Somebody is inviting towards haram, will want to be there. And somebody is inviting towards righteousness, feel you know, oh, boring company this. This is the effect of what is in the heart. If there's light, person will feel comfortable in the right place. And if there's darkness, one will feel comfortable in the evil place. But then that is going to result in more turmoil. That's going to result in greater disaster. So our entire focus is to be on increasing the noor, increasing the light, and in getting out of the darknesses. This will bring us the success of dunya also. This will open the way out for us to progress in dunya because we are the light and this is the only light in the akhirat. In the akhirat there is no other light but this. The day of qiyamah when the munafiqeen, they will see the mu'mineen moving on in the light of their iman. يَوْمَ يَقُولُ الْمُنَافِقُونَ وَالْمُنَافِقَاتُ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُمْ زُرُونَ نَقْتَبِسْ مِنْ نُورِكُمْ قِيلَ ارْجِعُوا وَرَاءَكُمْ فَلْتَمِسُوا نُورًا فَضُرِبَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِسُورِ اللَّهُ بَابِ بَاطِلُهُ فِيهِ الرَّحْمَةِ وَظَاهِرُهُ مِنْ قِبَلِهِ الْعَذَابِ Allah Ta'ala says the munafiqeen, they will see the believers, they're moving along in their light, but they, they can't find any light for themselves. They'll say just hold on for us, so we can just walk along with you, we'll benefit from your light. The believers will answer on that day, you go back and get your light from the world. Meaning from the amal, the iman and amal of which opportunity you had in dunya, which now is never going to happen. Meaning that that light of akhirat is not going to be available to be, to be found there. We have to acquire it here and take it along. We have to acquire it here by making an effort on our iman, making an effort on our amal and doing more and more good things. And avoiding all the evil, avoiding all the wrong things, avoiding the things that are going to create this darkness, whether it is in the light of sin, blatant sin, whether it is disrespect, whether it is giving taklif to people, all these things create this, this, this darkness and this takes a person in a very, very wrong direction and as a result one person just goes from one difficulty to another, from one sin to another, one vice to another, Allah forbid what becomes the end result. So Allah Ta'ala's doors of rahmat are wide open. Allah Ta'ala becomes very happy with the person that takes a U-turn out of the darknesses towards the light. Allah Ta'ala's rahmat engulfs such a person. A person who walks towards Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala's rahmat rushes towards him, runs towards him. So now we have to make sincere tawbah and from all the darknesses, all the things that we're taking us towards zulumat, Make sincere tawbah from that and turn to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and start increasing amal. This is an ajeeb time that we are living in, where at every nook and corner, zulumat are being just spread. And if we don't increase the amal of noor, yeah, for a simple example, we are traveling from point A to point B, 
we are coming to madrasa, we are going back home. We cannot remain casual because there is zulumat at every step which are there to attack us. We have to at least for some duration of the time be engaged in istighfar, be engaged in some tilawat or some durud sharif, some amal so that this noor becomes a protection for us. A person out of genuine necessity has to go to some place to buy something, to do something. It's not a time for like merrymaking and sightseeing and uh, just casual going. Because the zulumat are engulfing the person at every step. If a person out of severe need had to go to some place in the marketplace, Allah forbid what becomes the condition of the heart after a short time being in such an environment. Now, if a person is casual and just take it easy, then so the zulumat first just now start affecting the heart, then the eyes are slipping, then the zulumat are coming directly to the heart and rushing into it, and then one thing leads to another, where it finishes off. So now we need to make sincere toba from all this, increase the amal of nur, increase the nawafil, increase the tasbihat, and pass on the message of increasing the amal of nur. In this way, inshallah, there will be light and an increase in light in our homes, in whichever environments we are in. Inshallah, this will be a great benefit for us and a benefit for others as well. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk. Anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu. ربنا علمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله